Today, another trans shooter had plans to attack multiple schools. Riley Gaines is assaulted and chased by an angry mob, and the Tennessee House expels two members for inciting an insurrection. It's about time we fight fire with fire. We've got all of that coming up, uh, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and yesterday afternoon, Colorado Springs police announced that they had arrested a transgender female, that is of course a dude with a penis, for an attempted school shooting. The arrest took place on March 31st, just days after another trans person shot up a school in Nashville, but the suspect told police he had been planning the shooting for over a month. The 19-year-old, whose birth name is William, but who goes by the name Lily, was reported to police by his sister, who told police of his plans to shoot up an elementary, a middle, and a high school, and indicated he had severe anger issues. You think? When police showed up to his home, they reported they could hardly walk through, all, through the home because of all the trash lying all around, alcoholic beverage containers, and half-eaten packages of food with mold growing in them. There were also multiple holes that he had punched in the wall, uh, as well as a door off of its hinges. Now, police also recovered a manifesto, a dry erase board with floor plans, a list of names, and a copy of the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. Severe anger issues, holes punched in the wall, a disgustingly kept house, sounds like someone with serious mental health issues. but. Instead of treating those mental health issues, society just tells him to chop off his d Should anyone be surprised that these people continue to implode? That wasn't the only trans act of violence we heard about yesterday. Riley Gaines, former NCAA collegiate swimmer who tied in the championship race last year with Leah Thomas, a dude pretending to be a woman. See, I feel like we always need a flow chart for these stories. She was violently attacked last night at a speaking event at San Francisco State University. She tweeted out, the prisoners are running the asylum at FSU. I was ambushed and physically hit twice by a man. This is proof that women need sex-protected spaces. Still only further assures me I'm doing something right. When they want you silent, speak louder. Now here is some of the chaos that ensued after Riley was assaulted as the angry trans mob went after her. Watch. I'm coming, I'm good, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. Because it's San Francisco and being neutered is practically a job requirement to join the police force there, SFPD officers stood by and waited while the violent, mentally ill trans activists held Riley hostage and suggested payment in exchange for letting her leave. Watch. And what we're hoping to do is to keep things peaceful. And Make her lose her flight. And move, and move forward, okay? Yeah, no Tell her to pay us, tell her to pay us, and then she could go. Ten bucks each. Like, <laughs> Because you probably got paid for this so we could get paid for it too. On a public campus that we have been. So what's the end goal here? We're cooperating. So 
So, so they need to do their job and get her out here. We created a path. I can't speak to all of you when we're over talking to each other. We're not going to hear you. Don't let her hold. So this is called kidnapping, and all of these degenerate pieces of garbage should go to jail, every single one of them. And I hope Riley uses every legal resource she has available to punish these people severely because that is what it's going to take from all of us. All right? This is it. This is the moment. Our country is so turned on its head right now that grown men are beating up women in the name of trans rights. Our female ancestors fought so hard for actual civil rights for it to all come to this, getting beaten up by a man in a dress and just taking it so you don't upset the violent, mentally ill left. We are so lost in this demonic shift that we are now seeing daily acts of trans people committing violence or attempting to commit violence against others, and half the country sets back and just lets it happen. In fact, as much as they like to call us fascists, if the left were truly introspective, they would admit that they actually welcome this. They enjoy it. They want trans activists shouting down speech. They want trans activists assaulting peaceful protesters, engaging in violence against those who don't accept their delusions, forcing the rest of society to comply with their radical ideologies because, of course, they are the true fascists they accuse you of being. Now, people often ask if a civil war is coming. Coming? No. Look around you. It's here. We're in it. The spiritual war, good or evil, pick one right now. You don't get to stand on the sideline. You don't get to be a spectator. You pick a side right now. Brace yourselves and do not back down. Now is the time to be louder than ever. Now is the time to make them pay handily, I might add, for every act of violence they engage in. Now is the time to let them know that no matter how much they try to intimidate us, harass us, we will not bow down and they will not shut us up. The only way out is through. Either we fight back with all our might right now and we win, or we allow them to forever alter the course of human history. I want to welcome at this time to the program, Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and of course, founder and owner of Ripiverse Comics. And it's just us today. It's just us, but that's okay because I have a feeling that uh, Eric, you might just have a little bit to say mm-hmm. about this topic of I mean, increasing not just violence from the left, but this trans movement violence. Well, um, I've had a big power. I've been uh, raided on several posts of my my own by gay furries and uh, other weirdos that are into some very degenerate stuff who apparently are upset at the fact that I have claimed, because it is true, that there's no such thing as trans kids. Uh, It's not a thing at all, but that's how far we've come. And I did a video the other day talking about kind of what you were saying regarding this line in the sand, but more importantly, uh, discussing like, look, man, this is cultural rot. This is degeneracy. And until this is like met and addressed head on, this doesn't end. It will continue to go in the route that that we're going. You could imagine 10 years ago. I bring this point up all the time on the show. 10 years ago, will we be in a world where they are advocating and defending Uh, promoting child mutilation and we would say there's no way that that's going to happen just uh, some religious zealot and you're being uh, uh, overprotective of of children and all this sort of stuff and yet here here we are 
And it, it stemmed from, because it, it's apparent, apparent so much in the media right now, this new Spider-Verse uh, movie with, to me, the most overrated character to ever exist in uh, Miles Morales, as well as the most overrated movie, animated movie to ever exist. I'm still mad at my own audience for daring to have uh, me go watch that, uh, the first Spider-Verse movie. But there's a flag in the character's um, uh, room that they showed in a recent trailer that says protect trans kids with the trans uh, flag. Of course, that goes in all this media that, of course, your children are are, are consuming. And like I said, I, I responded to that like, dude, they're putting this everywhere. Yep. Um, and again, it has to be addressed. Now, what I will not allow these people to do is act as if, number one, this is normal. Because, you know, it first started, and it's still some of them are still doing, even though we had on this show, Chloe Cole, mm -hmm. who talked about getting a double mastectomy at 15 years of age, right? Okay, so that happened. Still people are like, well, these surgeries, irreversible surgeries are, are not happening to children. It's like, I, I, I don't know. We talk to one uh, right. in which it happens, and right. we and we see these stories come out all the time of these detransitioners de uh, and, and whatnot. And then when you look at all the insurance claims, you're seeing that there are people as young as like 13 taking uh, hormone uh, blocker, puberty blockers, and all those sorts of things, which come with with his own set of medical consequences. But what that speaks to is how much the cultural rot sort of runs deep because they didn't even give you that. They couldn't at least say, all right, we'll leave the children alone. Right. Couldn't do it. Right. They couldn't do it. What they do is use the children to validate themselves. And you have a bunch of these little screaming brainlets doing stuff uh, like we just you know, saw sort of the, the video on where it's this mob, but they've been emboldened by basically every corner of culture, okay? Mm -hmm. To be this protective sort of entity. And they actually have nerve to present it as if we're the ones that are presenting violence against them. Yeah. I had a guy, a little crack smoker that was uh, on the uh, on, on the Twitter who did this video based on my video, and he said that I'm uh, essentially advocating violence against the LBGT alph alphabet community. It's like because I said I don't agree with children being mutilated, mm -hmm. but that's the it's not just a guess. The narcissism, like imagine being like thinking you're that high on this sort of pedestal where you're like, well, anything that you say that's in disagreement with me wanting to mutilate children, which is what they want to do is somehow violence against them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So think about how deep it's run. It's yeah. not just surface level. It's we're, we're well beyond, okay, allowing consenting adults to do what they want to. If it was left to that, we probably don't, we're not having as much of a conversation with that mm -hmm. uh, if they were, again, tending to their own devices. But they can't, that's not good enough for them. Right. They have to go after your children. Yep. They have to uh, try to mob people that seem to disagree with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, on, on these various sort of subjects, because we're not like, I don't know, going along with whatever charade it is that they're, they're sort of presenting. That's how bad that has gotten. So the question, I guess, that we need to try to answer is how do we fix this? Yeah. And you have to address it head on. You have to get involved sort of culturally. But more importantly, you have to be unapologetic mm -hmm. because you see too many people talk around this sort of uh, issue because they don't they don't dare want to offend. I love the fact that now after the Leah Thomas situation, uh, people are more so coming out that were obviously impacted. I hate that it took that long for that sort of stuff to happen. But now people are discussing it more. But think about I don't know if you remember Outkick had that coverage where um, they had it was an anonymous interview of these people that were Leah Thomas's teammates mm -hmm. and how, you know, some of them felt uncomfortable here and all these sorts of things and did it anonymously because they didn't want to come out 
they'd much, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd much rather mm-hmm. have the sanctity of their sport be ruined right. than be called a transphobe. Exactly. So exactly. much power these guys have. Exactly. So if we're going we to treat them like that with clear go, yeah, I guess we deserve what it is that we get until we look at it head on. It's like, dude, I don't have to agree with you. First of all, I don't. I think it's kind of weird that, you know, you live the lifestyle it is. And I'm not going to apologize for that. But at minimum, I can accept as an adult, you're free to tend to your own device. And if you want to chop off whatever stuff, I'd advise against it. I'm going to speak out against, uh, let's say, other people doing that because I know it speaks to some other psychological and mental issues that it is that you have. But at least at minimum, you have a freedom to sort of do that. Don't force other people to have to abide by sort of your lifestyle and especially do not use that 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 sort of uh, trying to get them to validate your existence and going after children. Right. So until we like address that and we're like, dude, we're, we're not bending and breaking on this issue. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, good. Right. Well, it, it's, it's going to continue to or let's say they'll continue to gain ground. And and, and I would just like to point out, um, I, I want to talk about what's going on with uh, the Biden administration changing um, Title IX yep. rules. But I would just like to add to, to what you said here. I think it's important to note you, there's no we're far beyond having being able to reason with these people. Oh, yeah. You cannot reason with them. You can only defeat them yeah. at this point. Like yeah. you, you can't a, a, someone who is so deluded to think that you can you should be allowed to, you know, uh, mutilate children. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. It's crazy like, OK, so we're past the point of compromise yeah. or reasoning yeah. or anything like that. You guys are convinced that that is somehow right in your world. We all know that it's not. Mm-hmm. So we will just pack it up and just defeat you instead of trying. Well, to yeah, because you. you can't reason with a person that got to their uh, position by way of emotion. It's impossible. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people for decades, really, that were, let's say, on our side of the aisle, no matter whether they were conservative, no matter whether they were libertarian, where they thought that their ideas alone were going to be good enough to defeat these evil people and what the evil people were at least smart enough to realize that they didn't need the bright ideas. They didn't need any of that. Actually, all they needed was to get control of the sort of these cultural institutions and subcultures. Um, and then they could just, you know, pump out a bunch of minions, uh, little soldiers, be it through the public education system, be it through the universities, be it through, um, you know, animation, Hollywood, uh, uh, sports. Even now, it's, it's gotten so bad. It's everywhere. Yeah. They realize if they capture that, they don't need the brightest ideas uh, on, right. on their side. Right. So, yeah. How do you defeat an unreasonable person with reason? The, the harsh reality is you can't. Right. You know, they got to their position by way of emotion. This is why I know people, even other conservatives, uh, don't like that I'm a little rough around the edges yeah. because I, Me too. I, I love, I get, you know, I get that too. I, I go, I go to the mud with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have no issues yeah. certainly uh, doing that, but I would argue that that tactic is far more conducive to them changing out of their ways, using mock and shame mm-hmm. because it does appeal to their emotion, uh, their emotion. And they got to their position yep. by exactly that. Yep. You can't come on. Oh, here's all the facts in the world. You can slide it right across and they're going to look at it, light it on yep. fire and yep. throw it right behind them because they don't care. They don't care. You're actually more. Uh, it's, again, it's more conducive to trying to change their minds by mocking and shaming these. And it's not like they don't deserve it, by the way, but by mocking and shaming these people. And, and, and treating it like what it is. And it's bad behavior. Right. You know what I'm saying? Bad behavior. So I want to so I want to get your thoughts then um, before we have to go to break here about the, this proposed new regulations for Title IX. So basically, the Biden administration, the Biden regime, I'm sorry, the Biden regime uh, trying to usurp all of the states that have put into place uh, laws that would prohibit transgender students from participating in, you know, 
the, the sport of which, you know, whatever sex they identify with. So basically protecting women's sports. And uh, so they, the Education Department's Title IX rules, of course, state that schools that receive federal funding may not ban biological males in girls' sports wholesale, but they may exclude them on a case-by-case basis. The wording of this is really bizarre here. Um, it says, it recognizes in some instances, particularly in competitive high school and college athletic environments, some schools may adopt policies that limit transgender students' participation. However, the proposal would give schools the flexibility to develop their own participation policies. Um, and so they are trying their very, very best to usurp the state's rights here. Yeah, I would agree that. And I always knew that was going to happen. And that right. was something that, um, you know, they that's the danger of university in general and the whole federal government being involved in the grant and loan uh, sort of business. For one, that's why it costs so much uh, if you want to talk about the economics of it all. But especially like everything comes with a price. Mm-hmm. So they get to say, well, we, you have built this entire uh, fake economy surrounding us stealing from citizens to pay for this various other thing. That's really all university has been um, is uh, colleges trying to outspend each other. And they get to do that because they have an unlimited pool of money because people are able to sort of uh, uh, reach, dip into the sort of that pool. So it comes with a price and they're going to utilize whatever they can to pimp them into doing their own bidding. Mm-hmm. They walked right certainly into this. So this is the, the importance of trying to strip the federal funding away yep. altogether. Yep. Number one, it'll make college cheaper. Yep. Number two, you wouldn't have all of these uh, ridiculous sort of curriculums that you can't even get jobs for because they're all fake uh, anyway. But again, they, they're employing, they're able to employ uh, all of these uh, weirdo sort of professors and their fake jobs, which you can't even get a real job. The only job that you can get is teach. It's a, it's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. You can only get a job <laughs> in teaching other people uh, for that degree. That, the, that's yeah. it. So, and they then they didn't get their little doctors and fake degrees, and then they go so, teach indoctrinate some more people. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's effectively a Ponzi scheme. So that we have to address that problem. I also would just like to point out really quickly um, the irony in you know Title IX being created basically to like protect women from, you know, discrimination, anything yeah. like that. And now here we are and it's being weaponized against women. Ironic. It really is. And <laughs> right. the left doesn't seem to understand. And this wasn't a conversation, guys. Like I say this from experience. I was a collegiate track and field um, athlete, a pretty, I like to say, a pretty damn good one. Yeah. Uh, and this was not, and that was not that long. My, my last year of competing was 2014, mm-hmm. right? That wasn't that long ago, ago, man. That wasn't that, that wasn't that long ago. And it, this was not a thing. Nobody was like, oh, he's going to be transgendered, uh, whatever, women or men, have you, because it only goes one way, right? right? Like, right. it's not like a transgendered, uh, I guess, male Male, is yeah. going to come compete with no, us. No, no. It's not going to happen. No. So it only goes one way. They know better. Yeah. But, there, but there's no difference between men and women. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, <laughs> Exactly. Um, all right, we got to take a break. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So, um, if you are living in pain, I, I understand because I had had back problems from a, a car wreck that I was in, knee problems, and I, I understand that like it affects every single part of your life, right? You are in pain, so maybe you're you know lashing out at your spouse or your loved ones. You don't have the patience that you used to because you just are constantly on edge because of the pain. You need to try Relief Factor. It's not a drug, uh, but it was developed by doctors to fight inflammation, which is in fact the root cause of many people's pain. You can try it today. The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack, and uh, I think it's about 70% of people who order that trial pack go on to keep ordering more because it works 
works for them, and it can be life-changing. You can go to relieffactor.com to get that three-week quick start. Again, that is relieffactor.com. Thanks to, uh, first and foremost, Blaze TV subscribers. If you're watching this on Blaze TV, we very much appreciate you. If you're watching it on YouTube, because you're a freeloader, I know. Don't be mad. I'm just joking, okay? But you are over on YouTube watching it. Just do us a favor. Go ahead and uh, gently tap that like button and make sure you are subscribed to the channel. A bunch of people have complained that they have been unsubscribed. Um, it wasn't us. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It wasn't our channel that unsubscribed you, so make sure you're subscribed. And uh, comment, comment, let us know what you think of the news of the day. So I want to get to, Eric, this um, what's going on in Tennessee. I love what Tennessee Republicans are doing over there. So we played uh, the day that they there was, I'm sorry, <clears throat> I get a little choked up when I think about it, the, uh, the, the, that fateful day of the, the Tennessee insurrection. insurrection that happened over there on the uh, House floor. Well, Tennessee Republicans expelled two state House Democrats yesterday over their actions during all of that storming of the state Capitol building um, where, you know, I mean, they they... They helped them. They snuck stuff in. It was a, a, the darkest day. <laughs> the day our democracy almost died. Yeah. I mean, they, like these, these clowns have been telling us for two freaking years that taking over Capitol grounds, storming Capitol grounds, all of that is like the worst thing you can ever do as an American citizen. So, okay, great. Then that's really bad, and we're just going to expel you if you had anything to do with it. So this is Nashville Democrat Representative Justin Jones, expelled from the House, uh, Democrat Justin Pearson from Memphis, and Jones here said that Republicans were leading an assault on democracy during his debate on his expulsion and said the world is watching. Oh, no, actually, they're they're not. They're not watching a Tennessee uh, hearing. Sorry, they're just not. Uh, and he admitted during the debate to sneaking a bullhorn into the chamber under his coat, after which he was the one who led the chance with people sitting in the balcony. Uh, let's watch him. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is we are upholding our Constitution. We are protecting the integrity of this body. Let's vote to expel him. That will send the case back to the voters in Davidson County. And if after looking at his conduct, they find he should come back, we will welcome him as a representative. Representative Jones. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, I didn't hear a question, but while my colleague's statement were, was, was eloquent, what he was essentially saying was that Justin is an uppity Negro. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my God! He, 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 he that wasn't. Oh man, these up race obsessive uh, hustlers, man. Like he said nothing about that. That had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, but if you read said. between the lines, you heard the dog whistles in what he, he was pulled, saying. He just pulled it out of that card, man. That old faithful card. He just reached right in the back pocket and said, "Wham!" Right out the get go. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, okay, I also want to play. Here is uh, Representative Justin Pearson. Watch. Yes, I tell you, it was a sad day on Saturday. All hope seemed to be lost. Representatives were thrown out of the state house. Democracy seemed to be at its end. Seemed like mm. the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But all oh, that was good news for us. <laughs> I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last, 
But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Resurrection is a promise. And it is a prophecy. It's a prophecy that came out of the cotton fields. It's a prophecy that came out of the lynching tree. It's a prophecy that still lives in each and every one of us in order to make the state of Tennessee the place that it ought to be. And so I've still got hope because I know we are still here and we will never quit. So is it like a thing where if people, if people think that they speak like a preacher, it doesn't matter what they say. Honestly, it will sound good. I haven't seen anybody speak like that outside of, like I say, pulpit. Like I, I don't. That was kind of weird. Like it, he thinks he's like I guess Martin Luther King. Uh, well, he was a preacher though uh, as well. So I, I don't know who he thinks he's a reverend. Maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know the man like that. Maybe he actually is, and uh, it's just a direct crossover. And you know, he's kind of uh, doing his thing there. But I, it's just. For me, all right, I said this before, like, okay, if you are a, with the whole um, January 6th, right, the most, uh, the day democracy almost mm. died, um, and people kicked their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's mm -hmm. desk, and that was the worst possible thing mm -hmm. that one could do. And, you know, we have an instance here where it's not the nation's capital, but, you know, it's a capital, it's nonetheless, mm -hmm. um, and you have... Or governmental property, right? The, 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 they infiltrated the governmental property. And the difference between, I would argue that this is worse, not in terms of the impact, but in, worse in terms of the fact that now we have and we know that there are actually members of, right. uh, <laughs> members of the government assisting right. them. In, in, in their efforts. Which, remember, they accused Republicans Bingo. of doing and, in they accused, Even mm -hmm. though Trump said the complete opposite, they certainly accused uh -huh. him of leading this whole uh, deal. So we have direct proof yep. that they actually aided in this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So one could take that as you utilizing, uh, I don't know, I guess trying to get a, a bunch of mob of people to uh, do something against your uh, political enemies. Right mm -hmm. now, in any other context, and this is why the whole well, imagine if it was us type of thing doesn't really work with these types, because, well, being hypocritical is only something that matters to people that look at that as a core set of like ethics um, and values that they find, let's say, obnoxious or find bad. These guys don't at all. The analogy that I've used in the boxing ring that you heard me say all the time, where it's like entering in a boxing ring with someone that had told you, I'm going to low blow you. By the way, I bought off the referees and I bought off the judges. Um, and you go into there thinking, well, I got all this integrity and I'm going to. They right. don't care about no. they, they don't care. Like they they have let you know we fight dirty. Mm -hmm. And what they anticipate is that. You know, you actually what? No, I took it back. What they do is actually use your set of values against, against you, you. Yeah. against you, because they know that that's something that you value mm -hmm. and care about. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, they don't. Uh, they don't. No, they, they don't care at all about, about that stuff at all. Yeah. So they'll use it certainly against you. And this is where whether it be you're a Republican, whether it be you're a conservative, whether it be you. Let's say you're not one of these uh, sort of weirdo sort of Democrats. You need to. <laughs> acknowledge the landscape and, and how it is that they play because you know going back to our first segment you can't defeat sort of an, an, right. an enemy exactly. unless you understand that great uh, to take it back to video games which has nothing to do with this but there's a game but called, you're eric july I'm so eric you're july, gonna take get, it to and video it's my games. show today so i get to do this there's a game called ghost of, ghost of tsushima 
right? And the main character, uh, you know, they were fighting Mongols it's, uh, based on uh, that sort of uh, era uh, or whatever. And as they're fighting these, these Mongols, as they call them, they, uh, the uncle, right, the, the, uh, of uh, the main character is like, we don't fight like them. They do all these dirty tactics. And Jin, main character, he's like, I'm trying to save us. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going to do all the mm-hmm. sneaky stuff that they be doing to us. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting all, I'm doing all of that. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a real kind of depiction of kind of how real world politics um, and, and real world culture kind of, kind of uh, manifests itself. Because a lot of people go into it thinking that it's admirable to right. just play fair with people that play unfair, right. but that's actually going to cause you to lose a battle. So this is one of the instances where they're saying, all right, y'all y'all yep. made the rules yep. Uh, yep. before, so how about we just play that game? Right. Screw all the, uh, all the hypocritical stuff. No, we're going to play your game. You can, you can live by the rules that you created. Yeah. See how you like it. See what happens next. Uh, All right. We've got to uh, take another quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Pure Health. So Pure Health has this uh, liver health formula. It's a supplement that is really going to help you with your liver because let me tell you, the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver oh, just 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. And there's 100 million Americans who currently have fatty liver. So there's a lot of you out there who are are at risk and you might not know it. Um, Your liver is detoxifying your body and we throw a lot at our livers, cholesterol, alcohol, uh, statins, cigarettes. That is why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. Your liver helps you with like over 500 key functions every day. You need to help your liver with liver health formula. It's all natural. It contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. And it's manufactured right here in the USA. So if you're looking to ignite your fat burning metabolism, boost your energy and transform how you look and feel, you got to try liver health formula. You'll receive five free gifts when you order today. You can go to getliverhelp.com news. Really, please, I'm asking you, help your liver help you. You can do that at getliverhelp.com slash news. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs uh, vetoed legislation yesterday that would protect newborns from infanticide after surviving an abortion, regardless of whether uh, the baby is likely to survive. So the bill uh, changed the language of fetus to infant and delivered to born alive. And those who fail to comply would face legal consequences. It's hard to understand (laughs) the reason for vetoing such legislation other than just this is literally a death cult that we're dealing with. So um, current state law only requires that abortionists offer life-saving care to those babies born alive after 20 weeks. Um, But, uh, you know, it, it just, what would be the harm, Eric? If you are, if you are a person who believes in people's, I don't know, right to like live and be born, What would be the harm in saying, you know what, if there's a botched abortion and a baby ends up coming out and it's still alive, what do you say we not kill it? Even even if the chances are are small that that might happen, what do you say we just, I don't know, try to let it live now that it's alive? Man, these people are evil people um, for sure. Now, again, it's just it's just crazy how we discuss this. In terms of like legislation, because this stuff should be like common sense stuff 
Um, if we weren't such a degenerate culture, mm -hmm. it would seem like an obvious thing. And pretty much every individual, no matter what side of the political aisle, would look at something like that and it's like, oh, it's a baby. And if it can be uh, saved, save it under any, uh, under you know, under those circumstances. But, you know, the fact that I look at it like that, the fact that this stuff has to even be, yeah, put in a legislation. And on the right. other hand, like the, you have people that, Vetoed. Uh, yeah, that would be in opposition to sort of that. I think, again, speaks to the cultural issues it is that we have. And this is why I don't believe that, you know, my, I'm pretty sure there'll be people on the network that would disagree with me on this. This is why I don't believe that the government certainly is going to save us from a lot of these mm -hmm. problems, because it's I think they're the lagging indicator more than, than anything. The politics are even Breitbart understood that uh, politics are on the downstream. So, you know, when you have something like that and you see it manifest itself in legislation, uh, that's like late to the party. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. something that's done happen to the people in that geographical area that they even think that that's something that's OK. That's something that's permissible. And I, I would much rather discuss that and what, how we can sort of uh, uh, combat that as opposed to looking at it through the lens of what well, we got to expect the government to fix it. And it's like even if the government made it this way, like or whatever veto or not, like there's still a bunch of weirdos who think that it is acceptable that people or babies be killed really in any any given format but in a, especially during a botched uh, sort of um, uh, abortion like what in the hell has happened to this country it's so frustrating too because uh, you know a lot of uh, leftists will, I think, similar to what you were talking about with the um, trans activists saying like, well, no, that's not happening. They're not yeah. they're not chopping off, uh, you know, girls breasts who are under 18. That's not true. There's no sex change surgeries under 18. And you show them the evidence and they're like, -uh, -uh. -uh. <laughs> it's the same thing with this. It's like, yeah, but your your party is they're literally yeah. advocating for infanticide. Yeah. And they're like, no, -uh, that's not true. It's like, but what other reason would Katie Hobbs have to veto this bill that her own legislature already said, okay, we'll agree. I mean, you know, I think it was like one one Democrat in uh, the House. Um, but still, the legislature that your state chose decided that they could agree enough on this to pass it through. What other reason would yeah. she have other than I advocate for infanticide? I, I, I just I don't I just, like, I just don't understand how there could be any other reason other than yes I'm okay with infanticide if it's what the if it's what the mother wants. Well, yeah, I mean uh, that's the that's the reality of it, and I, I'm not against using sort of that that language by any means because it's calling it for what it is. Right. This is why I don't like the term like gender affirming care, for example. Right. Right. When it's, Literally the opposite. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a completely the opposite, and it's more, you know, when we say they get mad when we use terms like child mutilation because it sounds bad, I was like, well, that's literally what it is. Right. If right. you don't like it the is. way that it sounds, right. maybe maybe you should kind of address that with yourself. Rethink your position. Yeah, on it, maybe. maybe you should reassess the position it is that you have. If you don't like people calling something, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Not the way they do it, where it's this roundabout way to try to say I'm advocating violence, right. uh, and they can't really. Right. There's nothing to cling to there. This is calling something what it is. Mm -hmm. And you don't like it presented that way because we're not using the soft language that you use. Right. That you use in the first place to get people kind of softened to sort of these ideas. Mm -hmm. So this is why, again, I'm not against that. I'm not against that language. Calling it offense, I calling it, uh, what it exactly what it is. They should be faced to have to deal with yep. that as opposed to us trying to use their little soft language 
that again, they use to sort of uh, spread this gospel, which is the complete opposite of us, completely demonic to other people and get them on board with these ideas because they call it something that imagine that I know it's a different subject, but gender affirming care. Yep. Like imagine that term like gender affirming care where yep. it's like, I don't know, you're like chemical castration sounds right. more like accurate and child mutilation sounds right. more. What do you mean uh, gender affirming care? Like yeah. they're, they're, they're good. With they're very language. good at weaponizing language uh, for their own gain. So I want really quickly, I want your reaction to yep. this. Uh, John Kirby, this is coordinator oh, for strategic sorry. communications at the National Security Council, said that uh, by the Biden administration, when it comes to Afghanistan, they're proud of uh, their botched withdrawal from Afghanistan watch. People don't have an issue with the decision to order troops out of Afghanistan. It is with the way that this president ordered it done. There were children being killed. There were people hanging off of Air Force jets that were leaving. And you're saying that you guys are proud of the way that this mission was conducted? Does it mean- of that? Proud of the fact that we got more than 124,000 people safely out of Afghanistan? You bet. It blows my mind to hear him. <sighs> yeah, act I, saw, at I, all I saw this right if. before uh, the, the, that video, uh, that clip, right uh, beyond the show. And yeah, I mean, they're not going to ever admit to any sort of fault in how they've done certainly anything. Um, it is a great point that, you know, I don't think anybody's, uh, well, at least they shouldn't. The Warhawks certainly will, Bush types. Uh, of us leaving any country uh, for that matter that we should have never been uh, in, in the first place. That's not the problem, though. The problem has never been about that. It was obviously about how how it was conducted and maybe it was an inefficient way of certainly doing it. And that's the thing that people certainly took issue. And I, it doesn't surprise me at all that the government would take pride in, in, in screwing up. Right. Yeah. Well, that, yep, that's your federal government for you. Congratulations, America. Um, all right. We got to take another quick break. But I want to tell you about the movie Nefarious. If you have not yet heard about it, which you should have, uh, the executive producer, one of them, is our very own Steve Dace because he wrote the book that it was based off of. And it's by the same people who did God's Not Dead and Unplanned. And so it is a it's a spiritual movie, which I know a lot of people, you know, Christian movies get a bad rap because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, they're boring. They're low budget. They're this is not that movie, Eric. Yes. Eric's the movie yes. buff. Yes, absolutely. It's not that movie. This is something alone for definitely a lot of you guys that watch are fans of like the Riververse. This is a similar thing where it's like we're not using that as a vehicle to just beat you over the head with sort of the ideas. Right. It's just a great, 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 great film and just great content. Yeah, that really anybody good. can digest. Exactly, exactly. If you're religious or not, it's a psychological thriller. Yes. I highly suggest you go get your tickets now. You can do that. Oh, by the way, it's nationwide. The weekend of April 14th. Get your tickets at whoisnefarious.com. Watch the trailer while you're over there. It really is awesome. It is whoisnefarious.com to go get your tickets now. <laughs> I want to share with you guys a little project that I have been working on. Uh, you may also, when you watch it, see a familiar face in there. If you've not gone to realwomensclub.com, you should. We've got a lot of fun uh, merch kind of fighting back and saving, you know, what it is to be a woman, saving women's sports, all of that. And um, we released our first, our debut single. And I'd like to play that music video for you right now. Watch.
decided, screw it. Country music's dead. They don't want you anymore. So, uh, But we do over at Real Women's Club. You guys can find the single on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your music. It is Real Women's Club. Only God can make you a woman. And I will say, I'll brag a little bit, it even had Eric July laughing a little bit. It did. That was good. I mean, you got to fight back. Yeah. And you got to find humorous ways to do it. So, um, all right, <laughs> we got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Anthony Fauci, uh, who I would say is like the biggest pusher of vaccine-induced immunity of all time, um, turns out that he actually is a big proponent, a big fan of natural immunity. Who knew? Here is, uh, I present to you, Anthony Fauci. Um, You'll find out. Here's an email chain from April of 2020. Can you turn to the uh, second to last page? He just put his nose and ate his boogers which I guess he is a big fan of uh, consuming his germs. I literally, Eric, tell me he did not just mm, tell me he did not At least just put do it on his top lip. Tell me he did not just do it. How, why would he do that to his nose and then at the same time <laughs> put it to his mouth? Tell me. I can't. What uh, other explanation is there, Eric? Yeah, that was a weird, that was weird. Yeah, that's, Look, yeah, 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 yeah. he thinks that he's being stealthy about it. He's not. We all just saw that you just picked your nose and ate your booger. I, <laughs> I get, look, I get it if you had like, you know, a hanger or something and you just had to just like, just, just try to scratch it out. I get it. We've all been there. But then you ate it. <laughs> you could have just like, you could have just like, Flicked it even, okay? You could have done that. I, you're at a work conference, okay, that's fine. But you didn't do that, Anthony. You didn't do that, Tony. You ate it. And we all saw you. And we're all judging you. <laughs> Damn weasel, man. He is such a freaking weasel. All right, Eric, I'm glad that you were here today. Oh, this yeah, this ended up being great. Um, and uh, have a good weekend, all of you out there. Stay safe, and we will see you guys Monday. Happy Easter. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.